This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 6.45 on a Sunday morning. That means it's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. Rick Forchuk, great to have you back on the show. Good to be back, Joe. I, I, I made it very clear last weekend that you were just taking a day off, and I still got a lot of panicked email from people saying, where is Rick? Where is he gone? I got a few of those, too. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was... Uh... I, I listened later just to see what had happened, so I did hear some of that, Jill. All right. Well, we are happy to have you back, and we're starting off with Wonder Woman. Yes, we are. I'm not certain, Jill, if this superhero origins movie could have been as good as it is had it had a male director. Here, Patty Jenkins, writer and director of the Oscar-winning Charlize Theron film Monster in 06, absolutely understands how Amazons would choose to be depicted had they had a say in the production of this action-adventure extravaganza. Now, if you're a Wonder Woman aficionado, understanding her backstory from years of reading DC Comics, you can set all that aside. This Wonder Woman, played by Israeli-born Gal Gadot, has many similarities to the comic book version, as well as many major differences. We get a backstory that begins with her as a little girl, Princess Diana, daughter of Hippolyta, Queen of the Amazons. Uh, She's played here to perfection by Connie Nielsen. Young Diana watches her Amazon counterparts, all adults, train constantly for a war that may not come, and she wants desperately to learn those tactics, but her mother does not agree. Finally, her aunt, Antiope, played by Robin Wright, convinces the queen, her sister, to allow young Diana to train and to learn. There's something we don't know about Diana and about the secret hidden island on which the Amazons live, and it all emerges slowly when a World War I German aircraft crashes into the waters offshore. Diana, now an adult, sees it happen and rescues the pilot, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine, whom we learn is a spy for the British, which is why he was flying an enemy plane. Diana quickly learns about the war out in the world, World War I, and feels it is her duty to go with Steve to help end it. Mommy, the queen, is not happy about this. And that's because Mommy has secrets, and uh, I will not reveal them here because they're spoilers. But once out in the trenches, we begin to see the warrior that Diana will be, introduced to others as Diana Prince. Uh, Her experience grows as her powers grow. Her understanding of the outside world grows. The battle scenes here, Jill, are just spectacular, with exceptional special effects around Diana, who incidentally is never called Wonder Woman anywhere in this movie. The story holds up. There are some surprises that depart significantly from the original comics, and there's a strong sense at film's end that Batman is going to be becoming involved very soon, given the email that she sends in the last scene now set at our present. The next appearance by Wonder Woman will come later this year in Justice League. In this standalone movie, though, she is absolutely superb, as is the film. A bit slow to start because there's a lot of exposition to be done, but a great movie, Joe. All right. Sounds like an action-packed one. It is just fabulous. All right. Good to, good to know, because the next one we're talking about is very, very different. Captain Underpants. Yeah, Captain Underpants. What can you say about an animated feature based on a series of 12 children's books that features not only the title character who becomes the hero, but a villain named Captain Poopy Pants? Well, I think you get the idea already. Mm-hmm. This is for kids. Adults are going to struggle with it. Uh, George and Harold are best friends. They attend Jerome Horowitz Elementary School, and they're constantly in trouble as pranksters. They play for laughs because their principal, Mr. Krupp, something of a tyrant, rooting his students with an iron hand, and George and Harold, voiced by Kevin Hart and Thomas Middleditch, are only trying to add some comic relief. Well, when threatened by Mr. Krupp with being sent to separate classrooms, it is the last straw. 
George and Harold have been together forever, and separation is not an option. Going through a lot of their collected paraphernalia, they find a hypnosis ring which came from a box of cereal. As a prank, they use it on Krupp, and darned if it doesn't work. They tell him that he's a superhero named Captain Underpants, and that's all he needs, becoming a sort of a good guy wearing a cape and jockey underwear. However, soon there is a new teacher in school, a tyrant, an archenemy named Captain Poopy Pants, and the fight is on. Of course, it's ridiculous, but I'm not nine years old, so I just don't get it. But the rating is G here, Joe. So this isn't one of the, the animated films where they have jokes that go way over the heads of children, but, but adults find them entertaining. No, they have jokes which go way under the heads of everybody. Huh. They're pretty basic. Uh, and the, the poopy vans thing is about as funny as it gets. Right. All right. So if you have small kids and you want to endure it, that might be good for them. But don't expect to be getting any uh, greater meaning of life out of that one. Yeah, you're not going to come away from this as you would a Shrek movie or um, any one of the other, uh, you know, cars that have a a great other story for adults. Oh, this one doesn't have it at all. All right. Uh, Let's head on over to Netflix. Yeah, here's an interesting movie. It's from last year and it didn't make it into most theaters. It's called Silver Skies. And it's the story, Jill, of a group of seniors, all of whom live in the same apartment complex, and they have the place sold out from under them, leaving them all facing kind of a homelessness uh, situation, not unlike what's happening here with the bomb, or I guess. Uh, they aren't living in poverty, though, but they truly won't, don't want to be looking to relocate at this stage in their lives. So they come together to formulate an action plan. Now, what's interesting is the casting here. All of the characters are played by actors who had high television and movie profiles during the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and it's difficult to imagine them playing characters their own age. We have Howard Hessman, who was Dr. Johnny Fever in WKRP. He's 77 now. Marriott Hartley, who starred in the TV series Peyton Place in 1965 and was best known for a time as a pitch woman for Polaroid alongside James Garner. She, too, is 77 now. Barbara Bain was a regular in the original Mission Impossible. She's now 86. Valerie Perrine, a regular on As the World Turns in the 90s and a performer in such films as Diamonds Are Forever and Slaughterhouse-Five, is 74. And Alex Rocco, who was a regular in such series as Canon and ER, died immediately after filming this movie at age 81. And also, George Hamilton, the man with the best pan tan in show business, he was a regular on Dynasty, he's 81. Uh, the rating is 14A. It's just interesting to see these folks. They still have it. They still got what it took. And it's uh, not a bad film. That is quite the cast. It is. It's really excellent, and uh, it brings back a lot of memories when you see these people. And, of course, you look at them and you say, man, what happened to her? I'm okay, but look at her. Uh, Actually, I'm not okay, and (laughs) the rest of us, we all got older. (laughs) Funny how that happens. It is. It is. All right, so Silver Skies is from 2016, and then Netflix also has a movie from 1999 that many people will remember. Yeah, Office Space, right. It's from 99. You're right, Joe. Uh, 18 years ago, Jennifer Aniston was at the height of her fame on the series Friends. John C. McGinley was two years away from becoming Dr. Perry Cox for nine seasons on Scrubs. Gary Cole was coming off the series American Gothic, where he was the devil. And Diedrich Bader was midway through his run as Oswald Lee Harvey on The Drew Carey Show when this movie about a group of office workers who hate their jobs was released. Uh, Writer-director Mike Jor, a judge from King of the Hill, was clearly of the belief that a cast that included such high-profile TV people would work well with his story of three people in a tech company who hate their boss and who escalate that hatred when the boss hires a couple of consultants to downsize the company. 
Now, despite the fact that there were some very funny bits here, the movie tanked at the box office as a miserable failure. But just three months later, when it was released on VHS and then later on DVD, it became a cult hit that put the entire property into a highly profitable position. And it remains a cult hit to this day. The rating's 14A. It's called Office Space, Jill. It's always so strange to hear that when it doesn't it just tanks in the bo- in at the theater, but then something takes off as though the timing was only off by a few months. Yeah, it can be timing. It can be the fact that uh, this was the very beginning of social media, and it happens far more frequently now, where a movie at the box office that isn't so good uh, gets picked up when it's released on on demand or streaming or on DVD, and social media goes crazy for it, and people really uh, gravitate towards it. This was the leading edge of that in 1999, Jill. It was. Uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, Premium Rush from 2012. I really liked this movie, and I thought it was very underrated. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is just excellent here as Wiley. He's a Manhattan bike messenger who attracts the wrong kind of attention when a dirty cop, marvelously played by Michael Shannon, believes that an envelope that Wiley is delivering contains information that may incriminate the cop. Uh, The wild world of bike couriers is amazingly portrayed here, and Gordon Levitt did most of his own riding, including getting hurt in an accident with a car, which looks so realistic in the movie because it was the real thing. An excellent thriller that just didn't get the notice it deserved, I thought, Joe. Uh, the rating 14A, that's Premium Rush, and that's on Amazon Prime, which, by the way, uh, is available in Canada. It's been available for a few months now. A lot of people don't know about Amazon Prime. Uh, you pay a one-time subscription fee. It's around $90. Uh, you go on Amazon.ca. It'll show you how to do it there. And it's very much like Netflix, and it does have some other choices. Some are the same, but some are different choices, Joe. All right. Good to have choices. Uh, speaking of which, what about television? Uh, American Ninja Warrior, USA versus the world. And while you're waiting for the new season of this top-rated extreme sports series to show up on a weekly basis, this special may help you relax with the time between series. All the usual American regulars are there to take on teams from Europe and Latin America, all appearing from Las Vegas. Some very hot action here. That's on NBC, and that's tonight, Joe. That is tonight. If you want to, yes, after a, it's supposed to be a lovely day, so a, an evening to tap, uh, be the end of your lovely day. Yeah, for those who aren't uh, stuck watching PGA Golf on television, yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, Rick, great to have you back. We'll check in with you next weekend. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks, Rick. That is Rick Forchuk. He joins us every weekend, letting us know what's happening in theaters as well as what's on the small screens also. We are going to break in a moment for the news to 7 o'clock. When we come back, this is something that's happening in the United States. Ohio, the state of Ohio, suing five drug companies over the opioid crisis there. And that has got the attention of a former attorney general from B.C. And Ujjal Desange is saying perhaps the same could be done here in Canada. So we're going to get a look at that. We'll check in with Ujjal Desange, see what he has to say about that. We're also going to get an update on the Miracle Weekend that is happening this weekend, happening for the rest of the day. We're going to talk to a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at B.C. Children's Hospital just to talk about some of the amazing work that's being done there and how Miracle Weekend helps kids who might otherwise not get the help they need. So he's going to join us around 7.15 this morning. Remember, if there's anything on your mind, anything you would like to chat about, you can give the Buzz line a call, 604-331-BUZZ. That is 604-331-2899. And a bit later on in the program, after the 8.30 news, we are going to open up the phone lines and talk a little bit more about the 
wacky ride that is BC politics right now. What would you like to see happen in the next couple of weeks? We'll open up the phone lines and take your calls on that as well. Stick with us here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.